Everybody, Coach John Daly back again on a pretty sunny Sunday. The clouds are starting to roll in, but uh, we've had a, a nice taste of early spring here, and we're going to get hammered, I think, with the coldness again. But it's just amazing to see people in better moods and smiles. My wife and I went out last night, and uh, not only did we, we went over to a mall that uh, they welcome dogs there, and so not only are there plenty of dogs walking around, it's an outdoor mall, um, but there are plenty of babies, too. I noticed that people getting them out in the stroller and Nicer weather. But I got a special guest again. Dr. Jeff Lipp is in the house here. How you doing, Jeff? Doing fantastic, my friend. Good to see you. Great to see you, buddy. Hey, want to throw something at you just a little bit different than we normally do. Um, found a fantastic article uh, on Success Magazine, of course, because they just got so many fantastic, awesome topics here. Um, the topic of this one is 10 Things Exceptionally Successful People Do on the Weekends. So I'm going to throw the 10 things out at you, and I'd just like to have a little conversation um, about these 10 things, if that's okay. I am so pumped to hear about these 10 things. And you know what? I've read through it real quick already because I saved this. Um, and you, my friend, obviously do a lot of these, I know for a fact. And I just would love to hear your perspective of these. All right, so number one, they wake up early. Apple CEO Tim Cook is said to wake up at 3.45 every morning, including on weekends. It's wrong to assume because it's the weekend you need to stay in bed until midday. Successful people still get up early because they know time is precious and shouldn't be wasted no matter what day it is. Your thoughts? I hate to admit this, but I really do get up early on the weekends. I really do. I may be sleeping in for a few hours because I normally get up at 4 on you know, Monday through Friday to work out. But then I definitely get up about uh, 6.30 on the weekends. And the reason why is because I think my, my, you know, my circadian rhythm has just linked me up to like not be able to sleep in. And I hate to admit it that way. And the funny part about it is because when I hits like Friday or Saturday nights, I force my body to stay up because I want the weekend to last longer. Mm. I really do. But I normally file my same routine when I get up on the weekends. I get up, I go right to the gym, or if I'm really lazy, I might do something different, like maybe laundry, something simple like that. But I still get up early, and I find myself wondering why I do that. But no, I mean, that's true. The earlier you get up, the more time you have in the day to do things that you want to do personally. And for me, it's just to be lazy. So I like to catch up on my TV, or if I'm reading a very good book, maybe pick that book up and Mm. spend some good time with some friends. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, so generally during the week, uh, when do you go to bed? What time do you go to bed? I try to get to bed early, but obviously if I'm teaching a night class, I get to bed about, hopefully about 1030. Wow. So then I get up at four, I get to the gym, I go to work, you know, all the normal routine type of like things. Mm -hmm. So my Monday through, honestly, Thursday is pretty intense. I have something going on during the day and I have something going on at night, but what I've been finding very interesting is that the time that I have on the weekends, like this, we're doing this on a Sunday afternoon right now. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing things that I really want to do. And podcasting right now, like I said, reading, watching a good TV series has really got me intrigued. And it's really funny because when I meet up with some of my good friends over the weekend, like my sister and Nick, they're watching uh, Stranger Things right now, which is a series on Netflix. And all they want to do is talk about Stranger Things. <laughs> so... I really enjoy those times with them because now they spend the time watching and enjoying themselves. And I like doing those things too. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't get up as early as you do, but um, I, I do enjoy sleeping in, quote unquote, on the weekends. And that is 
seven o'clock, you know, seven thirty sometimes instead of getting up at you know four thirty quarter to five. But uh, like this morning, I woke up very excited, knowing I was coming here today to get not only um, a podcast done or a couple and, and see you and get some schoolwork done. Uh, I was just looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I, I'm an early morning riser. I love Something the interesting about that too, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. That, but the very interesting part is where you are in life with that information too. Like after the ups and downs I've been through, and this is like honestly somewhere around 20 podcasts that we're doing now. I remember going through a rough period, everything, all the loss I experienced, and I couldn't sleep. I just mm. couldn't sleep. And the times that I wanted to sleep, I still couldn't sleep. Now I find myself more at peace. I sleep in a little bit more, you know, and I enjoy the time that I have right now. I think it's really where your mindset is at mm. the time. If you're not really going through anything in particular, you're able to a little bit more relax, get into a state where you're more calm, and then obviously enjoy the time that you have by yourself. Wow. Love that. Love that insight on that. All right, number two, they read. They read. You cannot negate the power of reading. Um, there's a CEO, Amantis. Um, Bel Salinas, I butchered that name, uh, CEO of Travel Ticker, says, Reading and staying abreast on what happens in the travel industry puts me in a position to discover those things the competition apparently may have ignored. By reading and expanding your knowledge, even and especially on weekends, you are better informed to approach your tasks for the week. Your thoughts, my friend. I enjoy reading. The book that I'm actually reading right now is a book that you gave me on how to be more successful. I think it's by Clements. I think that's a person's name. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because after reading a book that you've read, I've never seen so much red ink in a book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. I love it, though, because the funny part is I'm reading it the book through a highlighter. So everything that you've underlined and read, I've actually highlighted in the book right mm -hmm. now. And it's kind yeah. of funny. And there's some lines in the book that you didn't underline that I've highlighted that I thought was very important. The last part I read and actually sent you a text about that was on mm -hmm. fear mm -hmm. and how to conquer fear is just to do it and subconsciously what they say is that if you repeat the phrase just do it just do it just do it 50 times throughout the day it just sits there in your subconscious and then when you have to make a decision you make the decision based on action and you just do it mm. and it's funny i just read because i like to read i didn't think it was actually going to be something that was successfully people would do and on the weekends, like I said, I enjoy doing things that will help continuously stimulate my mind, but also make sure that I relax. And that's something that I've been really trying to do more oftenly because of the fact that, you know, you're during the week, you're just stressed beyond the max. You're trying to get everything done that you can do and you take it to the limit. But then on the weekends, I really enjoy my time. I told my coworkers now in my current job that, you know, they asked me how my weekend was, and I tell them straight up, I'm like, any weekend where I don't have to work, I don't have to honestly be around people to a certain much as that, yeah. I enjoy those weekends. And the Absolutely. reason why is because it charges my battery to start the week up again. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I needed. Yeah, I love that outlook. I definitely, I, mean, I love going out and, and doing stuff with friends, but, uh, you know, just time with my wife or just time by myself. Got to the gym today already, feel great. Mm. I need that. I need those those times and, and the reading definitely has helped me. I need to do it more often in the summer. I do a lot of it, obviously. I need to make time throughout the week. I need to fit it into my schedule, make it a priority. Um, so I like how you do that. Uh, number three, they spend time to reflect. As Socrates said, an unexamined life is not worth living. And successful people follow that philosophy, using the weekends to look back at what worked and what didn't. 
By reflecting on your week, you can focus on the improvements you need to make on Monday. What do you think? I think that's 100% accurate. That's exactly what I'm going to do when I start blogging. On my blog, what I'm going to actually do is write about two different things. What I learned for that particular day and what I've given on that particular day. Mm. So the blog on jefflip.com, which is going to slowly roll out, is going to reflect on that every single day. And what I've done, and you've heard this before when I've done podcasts with you, is that I write a blessing that I experience every single day. Mm. And that's not stopped. It hasn't stopped for over three years now. And those blessings have exceeded somewhere around, what, 2,000 blessings now, easily. And it's unbelievable. And I actually reflected and looked at what happened to me three years ago. And it's funny how life changes and the people that are in your life at that particular time. It's fascinating, actually. So what I realized the importance of reflecting is just kind of making sure you know where you are currently and then looking at what you've learned in the past to help you make better decisions today and tomorrow. So, yeah, I do that every day, honestly. I don't do wait for the weekend to do it. Time really is precious, obviously. Mm. So trying to carve the time out to do it is where the weekend can be done. That is amazing. When you do your... uh you're reflecting on those those gratitude, those moments of, of of gratitude that you do. Do you do them in the morning? I actually do it at night. Okay. At and the it's end funny. of the day. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because I talk to some, you know, I talk to different people. I talk to you. I talk to uh, my family. I talk to my, just everyone who wants to talk to me, honestly, on a daily basis. And what I'm always doing is I'm listening to a podcast or I'm reading something, something to stimulate my mind. They ask me, when do you ever recharge? Like, when do you just, like, relax and just, you know, dissect everything and just let go? And it's funny because I look at that, like, at nighttime. I go home, and depending on the mood that I am, if I'm, like, super drained, I'll just turn the TV, let the sound dry myself out, kind of just clear my mind and go to bed. If I really want to continuously get stimulated, what I want to do then is pick up something or read or continue to read something or write. And what I've been doing when I journal in my phone, I just pick up my phone because I'm looking at something anyway. And I open up a notebook page and on my phone and then start journaling about the day. Mm. And it's funny because mm. when you look back on just a weekly basis, you see how far you've come to too. And I think it's really giving me a peace of mind every single day. So just to wait on the weekend necessarily is not for me healthy because then it looks like homework almost for me to like catch up on the five days that I missed or like the three days that I missed. So what I do, I make it a point to use it consistently every single day, but then look at the weekend is to kind of read over the five days or the seven days, depending on the mood that I'm in. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm getting so many ideas of things that, you know, I currently do some yeah. things like when I'm at the gym. In fact, took some notes on uh, the Super Soul podcast I was listening. Um, Oprah was interviewing um, Dr. Maya uh, Angelou, and uh, boy, that I had... I'm on the treadmill, you guys, and, you know, I'm tearing up. And it's like I'm looking around to see if anybody's watching <laughs> me ball my eyes out here as I listen to these podcasts. Um, but I had a, a little list of some things at the store I had to get, and I turned it over, and I'm writing on, you know, as I'm walking, you know, on on, uh, on the treadmill there. And uh, and other times I will grab my phone, like Jeff said, and put some notes in there. That's awesome. This one ties right into it, uh, what we're talking about. Number four, um, they make time to pursue their interests. Successful people know that chasing success shouldn't mean they have to forget their favorite hobbies. The weekend offers you the opportunity to be creative, whatever it is you like to do most in your spare time. 
What are some of those things? You've mentioned a couple of them, but uh, do you, is that what you find joy in on your weekends too? Absolutely. And the number one thing right now is this podcast, getting the brand out, trying to market where I want my podcast to go, trying to learn more about you know, the monetization of your product, which is yourself, and sharing that knowledge with people that want to learn the same thing that I want to do. It's funny when you start talking to various people, especially around your personal circles or your professional circles, you start sharing about, you know, I joke around all the time, John, I want to retire. <laughs> he does. I say that to you, I think, every, time every we single talk. time we meet, right? <laughs> I'm like, I want to retire. I, I joke around with my mom all the time, too, because I have either dinner, brunch, something with her every single week. We, we share a meal. And I joke around with her. And I'm like, I want to retire. I don't want to work tomorrow. I don't want to do anything. And I think it's not necessarily the work aspect behind it, even though the work is not as, you know, it's intense. But I think it's the freedom that I really mm-hmm. want. The freedom to choose what I want to do and not answer to someone in regards to making sure that I'm on time, making sure that this task is taken care of. It's the freedom to do things that I want to do to help people, but doing it on my own time. Mm. And these podcasts, I feel like, is giving me a therapeutic tool to kind of release some of that energy, to, to control when I want to do it, to even though when I'm super exhausted, use that time to actively pursue something that I really enjoy, and that's just talking. Mm. And it's funny because people that have never done this podcast thing, this stuff is therapeutic for me. I like sharing. I like talking. And I think it's really good when you connect with other people who have the same passion that you do and want to talk about the same things. And you're like, wow, I can actually talk about this? And some people might actually listen? And that's unbelievable. And that's, I mean, I think I listened to one of your podcasts or what, you have three, over 3,000 downloads now, right? So people want to hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you are at. I think when you share a story, people like a story. And they gravitate towards, obviously, commonalities that you may be experiencing that they are, too. Mm. So I love it. I absolutely love it. It can, makes me feel like I'm connected with people out in the world that I've never even met yet. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it is therapeutic. It is um, what I have found uh, since doing this since last July uh, of 2017. Um, I'm learning a lot. I, I, am, I am walking away because I've said it over and over again. I'll say it again now. I don't know all this stuff. Like, you know, here, we're, we're going through an article from Success Magazine on uh, all these points of successful people. Uh, there's some of these I don't do. There's a couple of them I do, and I know I need to do better. Um, but I'm learning as I go. It's not like, hey, I've written all these books, and I know this, and I know that, and I have to share it. I am taking the stuff that I am finding great value in um, because it's helping me, and I know it's helping others. And maybe I'm the person and you'll be the person on your end mm-hmm. compiling this information, sharing it, and connecting with people. Because this isn't for everybody, right. right? But there are enough people out there that, that enjoy this stuff and that makes a difference with. I always joke around with people and I say that if I'm the smartest person in this room, we're all in some deep trouble. <laughs> so it's really, it's really, it's for we, it's humbling knowing that I'm not the smartest person and I don't want to be the smartest person. And relying on different people. But that's that's the whole point of sharing a story because you learn from what they experience and that's how I kind of grow as a person. Absolutely. I love that. Oof. Uh, number five. Oh, this is awesome. I know this will be close to your heart. Um, Alexi Chucklin, founder of CEO of Right, says, I can use the weekend to give back by showing I'm a part of a community. So number five, they give something back. And in the book, Rich Habits, The Daily Success Habits of Wealthy Individuals, author 
Thomas C. Corley discovered that 70% of successful people give back at least five hours every month. Your thoughts? I do that all the time with my church group. On Sundays, the first weekend of every month, on Saturday mornings, I spend with my men's group. And we talk about life. And we go back to the Bible in regards to some type of role model literature that we can follow to make sure that we are honoring him. Mm-hmm. And I go to church every Sunday. I haven't missed church in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm out of town, I miss church. And I don't go out of town that often. And even when I'm out of town, I then try to find some local place where I can go ahead and experience the life there in the community that they have there. But I feel that on every Sunday, I learn more about my higher power and I learn how to get closer to my higher power. And I give my time, honestly, to trying to make sure that I personally heal or get mm. that therapeutic side of my spirituality. And so I feel that Sundays for me, every Sunday, every Sunday morning is a good time for family. It's a good time for community. It's a good time for me to learn more about my higher power. Mm. And it builds the relationship that I need with him to grow. So I give my time. I, I'll i be honest with you. Maybe on Saturday night I go out, I want to sleep in. Sure. And I want to skip church because, honestly, I got other things to do. And right. when football season hits, honestly, I really want to skip church. <laughs> but you know what I realize is that football is always going to be there. I can catch that some other time. But to heal my soul, to hear to heal my spirituality, to learn more about myself and how I can connect with him on a daily basis, I think it's just second to none the best thing. So that's what I do. I give a lot of myself to him on Sunday mornings. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, I need to uh, work better in that area. Um, but Sundays, I think, are special for a lot of reasons. And, and you have a whole bunch of them in there. That's awesome. Uh, number six, they disconnect Successful people know they have to carve out downtime when they put away phones and don't check emails. The weekend is the most ideal time to seek a break, even if it's a small one. How about that? I see Jeff smiling right now. That's 100% accurate. I don't ever check a work email on the weekends. Now, it's probably the worst thing to admit on a podcast right now. And I hope my <laughs> we can boss, strike that. We can strike right, that. I hope my boss is not listening too much. But the fact of the matter is, on the weekends, I try not to check email unless I know there's a major event happening at the school where I need to make sure that I answer emails or you know take a look at it. Or maybe I tell a student, hey, send me an email this weekend. Just want to make sure that things are going well. But the fact of the matter is I don't really check email. I try not to check email. I try to disconnect from the world. I don't want to think about anything but to figure out how I can use this time to heal myself, honestly, physically, mentally, spiritually. I think those three aspects, and I tell people that are trained to be better counselors that you must help your clients learn on those three topics, how to become better mentally, physically, and spiritually. So as long as I attend to those three things on the basis of time every weekend, I think I'm doing something for myself to disconnect and to make sure that I'm doing things that I want to do. That is powerful. I know I, I try to, and a lot of times I am successful. A lot of times, especially over a break, uh, vacation type thing, there's days that I won't touch anything from school. Um, now, on weekends, I typically will check a couple times, and there's been times students send me something or they ask a question or 
what they view as a crisis because they can't get into something online, which mm -hmm. isn't that big of a deal. But to them at that time, you know, they're worried. And, you know, um, and so I try, I'll send something back to them saying, hey, we'll talk Monday or do this, do that. You know, everything's okay. Um, but I love that. Do you think, on a side note, um, I, I think today the young people that know no difference as far as with technology, the social media, and it's always being in your hand, in your pocket. Do they, is there troubles today with that? Is there I believe problems? so, absolutely. And one of the things that I see is the fact that social media gives you a channel to have a voice when sometimes you're not ready to have that voice. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is the fact that I deal a lot with social bullying, uh, social media bullying, and people will post things that they'll never say to a person in their face. But because they have that channel to go ahead and say those things, they go ahead and do it. And so they don't learn a filter in regards to making sure that they have enough control before they speak out and act out. And I remind them, I go, before you decide to post anything like that, before you decide to make a move that will impact not only you, but the person that you're saying these things about, you know, this is like a tattoo. This is nothing that you can go ahead and erase, and all of a sudden things are cleared and you're wiped away with this. You know, there's always going to be a residue or a mark in regards to what you do. So be cautious of what you do before you post anything. And like I said, I think it gives a lot of people a lot of confidence to post things that they would normally not say to other people. Mm. And so take some time, reflect before you post. And I think being connected to your phone all the time disconnects you from actually having conversations with people. Mm. And so I put down my phone and I really try to be current with the person that I'm at at that time to make sure that we're talking about things and I'm not concentrating on my technology in my hand. Yeah, it's funny. On uh, my wife and I, we had our date night last night. Just went out, you know, for dinner and for a glass of wine uh, at the mall. Um, There's people there on dates or groups, and it was funny watching some people talk face to face, and then others were both in their phones. You know, and I get it. You know, whether you got kids or you got emergencies, I get it. Things happen, but disconnecting, I think, is definitely something I always try and do big time. And I try and tell my two kids, uh, my son and my daughter, about it too. Uh, and I bring it up with my students, you know, all the time we talk about that. Okay, everybody, that ends part one with uh, my discussion with Jeff. We'll pick up part two in the next podcast. See you soon.